Hey, 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 it's Lizzie Jane. Another week, another day, another episode of the Lizzie Jane podcast. This week we have on the podcast a very special guest. We recorded this when I was in LA about two weeks ago. She goes by the name Nostalgics. She is a ball of positivity and light and energy and one of the most talented producers that I know right now. Honestly, just putting it on the floor. She has been absolutely killing it, made the absolute most out of COVID that any up-and-coming artist could make. Now you can see her on the Night Base First Confessions Tour everywhere around the United States. She's from Vancouver, now lives in LA. She's doing the damn thing. So hyped to have Nostalgics on. Don't forget that if you're constantly vibing with these episodes, make sure to subscribe, follow, like, comment, share with your friends, all the above. All of it means so much. And every episode can be found with bloopers, exclusive content, and ad-free all at my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash this is Lizzie Jane. So without further ado, let's hop on into this episode. I am Lizzie Jane, special guest Nostalgics on today, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. This is the Lizzie Jane Podcast. The show today was brought to you by Vitaplur E-Boost Gum. With no pill to take or powders to mix, Vitaplur E-Boost Gum is a first-of-its-kind energy rave supplement that provides magnesium, electrolytes, and antioxidants while you chew. Vitaplur is the perfect complement to my active lifestyle, whether it's at the festival, on the road touring, or hitting the gym. Chew Vitaplur and dance with confidence. Use code LizzieJane for 10% off any order. Miss Nostalgics. Hello. <laughs> We're here. Hello. We've got Nostalgics and little Nathaniel. Nathaniel's chilling. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. This is, this is perfect. Episode. This is the cutest potential <laughs> situation I could have ever asked for. Um, so thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm in your city. I'm like super pumped to be here. This is like such a cute apartment that I feel like represents you. And your last year has just been wild. It's been pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, like paint the picture for me of you leaving Canada and coming here and finding an apartment. And now you're on tour with Confession and Night Face playing sold out shows everywhere. I mean, when you put it like that. <laughs> It's really crazy. You When you're living in it, I feel like you forget, like, everything that's yes. happening. But it's been a journey, to say the least, because when I think about it, like, last year, even, like, this time, like, January last year, I was still in Vancouver, like, in lockdown. Like, nothing's happening. And I'm just in a studio alone every single day, like, just making music, like, making videos, whatever. Mm -hmm. just Just, like, actively, like, working, sitting there alone every day. But... Basically, it was July 2021 when okay. I got my visa and I made the That's move. a hard process. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard process to begin with and yeah. just getting your visa to get over here. So then when you got your visa, you're like, see ya, I'm dipping, I'm out. Well, 
it's already a hard process, right? But like with COVID, because everything like got canceled, everyone's trying to get visas at the same time. Mm-hmm. It went from being like a two month process to like four months. And then it got to the point where like I had to miss two of my shows. I missed like the Red Rock show and then my first Arizona show. I remember that. That was Deadbeats, right? I know. Yeah. Oh, man. See, at the time, it like really, it really hurt because it was like my first like shows in the US. Yeah. So I was like so excited. But, you know, I missed those because the visa didn't come in time. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not just going to come to the States and play without a visa. No way. That can get you in huge trouble I'm as like, well. it's not worth it. There's no way. I will never do that. But then it got to the point where it's like, okay, well, the visa might not come for hard summer. And I'm just like, I cannot do that. I'm just like, take my money. I'm paying any extra fees there is just to make sure I get this visa. And I got the visa a week before hard summer. Oh my God. Meant to be. Meant to be. <laughs> meant to be. Meant to be. <laughs> meant to be. And oh, Lord. like going from playing festivals in Canada, which are also pretty massive, you know, like even I think of when you did that live stream from the top of like the stadium, that was insane. Like really, really awesome, like unique experiences that compared to like the festival culture, especially like here in LA for hard summer, it just has to be like a crazy 180 of like a vibe. Yeah. It's, it's completely different. Like I know Canadian festivals are really special and like really dope. Like all the festivals that happen are like just really great festivals that everyone loves. Everyone goes to every year. But I feel like in the U.S. there's just like there's way more people. Yeah. So like the festivals are just massive, 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 like seas of people, like a hundred thousand to like a hundred. That was like the biggest shock coming in and being like, why? Like. You play a club here and there's just so many people that fill the room. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's just really crazy because where I come from, like, even in Vancouver, if you're playing, like, Celebrities Nightclub, which is, like, one of the dopest clubs ever, it's just, like, you could pack that place up. It's so much fun, but it just is not as many people as, like, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look at little Nathaniel. So oh, my goodness. <laughs> Perfect addition. But, yeah, it's it's just... It's why everybody from the UK and Europe and any other place just wants to come here and be part of like the festival culture and be part of like the touring circuit. And that's what they work for. It's just when you guys are fighting against your visas, um, it's it's a lot. It's a lot more of a process than just like starting out here as a local kind of building your way up, releasing music. You know, you guys have to have a demand for you almost or a team set in place in order to get your visa just to come over here to play shows when you're still paying fees. Yeah. Which is like a crazy like truth that not a lot of people talk about. On the it's, it's definitely something that's not really talked about and you kind of figure it out as you go along and you mm-hmm. realize like, oh, there's actually like, first of all, you gotta have enough money to even get yourself here and like currencies and things like that. Like you gotta like have something really going for you to be able to like make the move here. Mm-hmm. And then once you get here, I feel like that's when the work really starts because like, even if, you know, you're popping in Canada or your own country, you come here and it's a completely new place. Like, people don't know you yet. So you're just, like, out here trying to make a name for yourself and, like, show people who you are and, like, be able to afford actually living in America. And as an artist, it, like, takes money to make money, period. Like, you're investing in yourself from the flights to the fees to merch to mixing and mastering and everything in between to, like, grow your project. And... 
I mean, even with you talking about like how Canada is like totally separate, like coming from overseas or wherever you may be coming from. I mean, like the United States is just so big with like EDM that like their markets are even like isolated to me. Like when you look at it from me, like coming as Florida, where it's like, just because you're popping in the Southeast area and everybody knows you are in Florida and Georgia and North Carolina, South Carolina, even like all the way up to New York, the West coast is a totally different animal. It's like, you know, and it's like when you realize once you get over that hurdle to get here, you go like, oh shit, I got to do this in every single city that's predominant in like in bass music and house music and just EDM in general. And to get those slots on those festivals that you want, gotta have ticket history at those clubs. And it's, it's just like a crazy journey, but you have to have what you said, something going for you, like passion, Mm -hmm. financial backing, whatever it may be, you know, like hats off to people who like still work the two jobs, still work the one jobs because it's not cheap to, to pursue this as a career. No, it's really not. And it's, it's hard because like when you do something like this, you want to go all in, but Mm -hmm. like, you also need to be able to like, afford living and be able to afford this and like the thing with being an artist and having a project you don't make money for like the first like like a business years like you just don't you don't and like you invest a lot of money like for me I up until COVID I was working two different jobs okay what were you doing I was working as a bartender. Awesome. And then I also worked as a DJ in a hockey arena. Oh, which is fire. Cool. Which okay. a bad job. I can literally <laughs> see you doing that too. Just like rocking on the like ice rink. Like, let's go. It was pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. But basically after COVID, like there was nothing. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like go at this full time. Yeah. And like give myself my best shot. Like whatever I have, I'm just going to make it work. And, and I feel like everything happens for a reason. Like I do, like, I'm not like huge into like spiritual shit, but I do feel like, but (laughs) but, like, I do feel like everything does happen for a reason. And like the first time that I came across you was very beginning of COVID. I I started seeing on Twitter and I was like, Oh, like who the fuck is this? And then you had some like releases on deadbeats and then whipped cream Caroline, like started like sharing your stuff. And I like look up to her a lot and I was like, okay, okay. And then I was like, damn, she fucking like you made COVID your bitch. Like you literally (laughs) made COVID your bitch. And I was just like, she's working so hard. And like, I know obviously like we both know what it is to be like a woman in the industry, but it's also like the other turn of it is if you outwork everybody in the room, like they can't say shit, like they can't. And like, you've done that. Like you've literally done that. And you've like, just like climbed these ranks and I'm sure you have to deal with shit, but like, and now you're like here, like actually doing it, like hopefully actually making, you know, at least a livable wage. Cause it's Mm -hmm. like, you're, you have to live comfortably. Like you have to put yourself in a position to live comfortably because if not, like I've talked to artists where like, they have to take bookings that like compromise their vision or they have to do things that don't fall in line with their project because they don't have a financial, you know, they're not financially comfortable. And so it takes so much to get to the point where you can say, I'm letting this all go. Like, this is it now. And it's crazy. And like really, Mm -hmm. you can be pick and cheesy. Like, I think though, like I'm the kind of person that I could be making like, no matter how much I'm making, I like to invest everything like back into what I'm doing. You have so to. So it's like, if 
like the more I make them like the better everything gets pretty much I'm like okay well I can spend more money on visuals I can spend more money on like Mm -hmm. creative and artwork and things like that because I just have so many ideas ideas and it takes money to make the ideas come to life it takes time it takes effort and like (sighs) Rome was not built in a day you can't just like have everything tomorrow like it's really like a game of like hey I'm just gonna work with what I have now and I know that I'm building towards this thing that's like way greater and it's there, but like I'm gonna appreciate everything I'm doing now too. Yes. But just know I'm I'm building towards this beautiful thing. But it's a journey. And like I think that's what so many like aspiring producers like it it's like you have to go through it to understand it. Mm-hmm. Because like when you start out, like you see this goal and it seems unobtainable and and you just wanna be there. Like you're like, how fast can I streamline my career path? to get to this place that I want to go. And when you can like take a step back and realize that you have to like, like you want to build a house of like brick instead of straw, because it's like, you're like building your, like your career and like, it's like your journey. And, and I love what you said, like work with what you have now, because like, that's a huge thing too, where some people like think they need like all the equipment and they need all the mics and they need all like, like I need the Apollo and I need the outboard gear. And it's like, no, like you need a Scarlet 2i, two and out fucking interface with maybe no mic, maybe even just your phone and a computer with, you can trial all the different versions of Ableton for about 270 days, almost a year. (laughs) If you really wanted to without, without paying for it. So it's like, you just, and, and I think that's what some people, like, it's a mind fuck sometimes. They're like, oh, if I only had that one thing, I'd be where I need to be. It's not that one thing, though. It never is that one thing. Like, yeah. it's never like, oh, if I play this festival, if I play this slot, like, I'm good. It's never like, like, if I hit this many streams, if I do this, if I do that, like, it's never one thing. It's like, being an artist, it's, oh, there he goes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Oh, okay. Being an artist is like. It's, it's kind of everything in your world. Like, it's really just building every little aspect of what you do. Yeah. And that's why it takes time and patience of, like, you got to really build it. Because, like, if I had everything I wanted tomorrow and, like, I had the song that I wanted that I made that, like, was it for me. Or, that like, was if it. I had, yeah. like, the festival slot I wanted, like, the, the right time, the right stage, all that. Like, if I had that tomorrow, would I even be ready for it? Cause I'm just like, I, I need the experience. Like I need to play these sets to know exactly how I can make my set like crazy or better. Like mm-hmm. how I can like make the right song or like have the right outfit, you know, like yeah. all these things. And it's like, it's, it's so much better. I would say in like my own opinion to approach it that way than like jumping the gun and going too far before you're ready. Because because it's like my thing is like I, I'm always okay with being the underdog. Like I'm always okay with being the person that does more than what somebody expects. Because when you set this level this high based on one festival booking, you know, you sign with a huge agent, you get with a huge management company, and you're not ready, like you can't go back. Mm-hmm. And it's like you want to be ready when that opportunity presents itself. And it's okay to take a step back and just say, hey, like, this is amazing, but this isn't right for me. And, like, mm-hmm. there's such a power in saying, like, no. No to collabs. No to bookings. No to, like, propositions. Because it's, like, from an artist's perspective, too, especially because, like, we're around the same age. We're both girls. Like, 
everybody wants to sell you the dream. You're sitting here in LA living the fucking dream. Like everybody wants to tell you (laughs) what you want to hear. And it's like, you have to know yourself and know your vision enough to like be able to identify when those team members or those other artists fall in line with your vision, you know, but also don't put yourself in a box and don't say this is the only thing that I'm making and this is the only festival that I'm going to play and this is the only yeah, tour I'm going to be like open-minded. Yes. And yeah. like the thing though is you also, what I've, I've been learning is like there's no like perfect time to actually be ready quote unquote for no. things. Like all you can do like going into anything is just your best. Literally your best. That's that's all you can and do. And it's okay to be uncomfortable. <laughs> You know, like, it's okay to be uncomfortable and be like, holy shit, like, because that's when you grow. So it's like, it's like this middle, middle line of throwing yourself to the wolves and also being like, okay, I know I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I know I can do this to the best of my abilities and learning from your mistakes and getting better next time. Because there is there, I would like to say, you know, what you said, like, no one festival set is going to make your career. No one song for most people is going to make your career, you know. And most people, there's like a nine, there's like a 0.2 percentage. Um, and like, that's awesome when it happens that way. It's just, again, it's a journey and like to build all the way up and like build like this like empire underneath your project with the full team and the full production. And you're walking into a festival set with, you know, a crew of 20 ready to run your set. Oh, that's like that's the dream. dream you know? That is actually that's the, dream. the dream. Like to like roll into like like something you've built with like the people that you built it with and yeah. like really yeah. get to go and enjoy it you yes. know because it's like you and I like it's like one day I'm sure we both want our own fucking stage like you want like more live performers like you want like all of these things that kind of couple underneath your journey and you just have to be ready to like take it in and there's going to be so many things that happen that you don't plan for either you know you're like oh shit this is a hurdle like COVID was a hurdle for everybody. Oh my, there's so many hurdles. Yeah, there's like, so like there's so many. And when you were in COVID, like, what was your daily routine like? Like, was it literally just like... I had a routine. Like, I okay. had a really good routine. Actually. Most producers I talk to are like, I like fuck around with it. And then like, I find my routine. And like, I find like, this is when I'm most productive. This mm-hmm. is when I'm best to do this. And like, when you sit down to do your routine, are you like separating things like, oh, this is like, a sound design day oh this is like a vocal day or are you just like I'm creating by no I like I'm more of like I like to sit down and like make music like for me I have so many ideas that like if I just sit down and like get like vocals down or like I get like a synth down or something like the idea will naturally just come to me Mm -hmm. so like I made this routine during COVID that it was really good it was really freaking good yeah yeah. (laughs) I'm definitely like my sleep schedule right now is so just like I can't mean, well, touring, you're yeah, not sleeping, catching flights, because you're flying to these, right? Yeah. So now, like, I try to do that whenever I can, but basically, I would wake up every morning, 7 a.m. or 8 a.m., and for the first three hours of my day, would not touch my phone. So I would just, like, wake up, make myself, like, the dopest cup of coffee. I'm, <laughs> I'm just that excited like, about the, the best cup of coffee. coffee. The best cup of coffee you've ever seen in your entire life. Then I would sit there with like a little like journal and I just write like things that I'm grateful for and like little manifestations mm-hmm. and like say them out loud. Yeah. And then I would bring out my laptop, Wi-Fi turned off. Like I would not leave that shit on and then just like work on music. Like if I was working on a song or mm-hmm. like if I was starting something new, I would just like 
start there. Yes. And I would do that for like probably until noon. Okay. Before I go and like actually touch my phone and see like what's happening on social media. God bless you, dude. <laughs> like so, that that, that shit is nice. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> something that everybody should should try and implement. It's, it's hard. It really makes a difference it though does. because I know like even now myself like if I spend my morning like if I wake up and the first thing I do is like go on my phone for whatever reason, like you just get so sucked into it and I feel like you start your day off with like all these thoughts like you might be like oh shit I have so much to do or like and it gets overwhelming and half of those things like don't even matter Mm -hmm. and and it's like your mentality is already like preconceived like you're going into your day with like anxiety from social media and you're like fuck and like depending on what you see it's gonna affect your mood and like when you wake up you have a completely like fresh slate it's like a fresh day like you're rested you're healed, you're good. Mm-hmm. And like, you can use that like energy to just like feel good and like fuel yourself for the day. Or like, if you get on your phone, you're just like kind of reacting to whatever's happening in front of you. Or you might get sucked in and then just kind of waste your morning. And like, I just know myself now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, when I do that, like, I'm just not in the best headspace. I feel like I'm just like more anxious or like I'm thinking yeah. too much. Where, like, if I just enjoy, like, start my day, like, even if I'm, like, oh, I don't really want to, like, think about, like, gratitude right now. I'm, like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to do it. And it only takes, like, it's, like, 21 days to make a habit. Because mm-hmm. I know doing And you're, like, into fitness, too. Like, fitness is, like, it's, it's so good for you. Like, if you're a producer and you're sitting all day, every day, in front of your computer, it's, like, to be able to get up and get out and go, like, be active. Like, oh um that's like <laughs> she's right. yeah she's like it's it's like it is so mind clearing for me even if it's just like a run with my dog like I don't need to be weight training I don't need to be doing like some crazy mm-hmm. shit but like to get up and go because it's like not only do your ears get tired but you do get sucked in like once you kind of unplug from like the daw and you have all these other things going on it's so easy to just be like in your own bubble yeah and like it's it's like life can go by sometimes too and you like don't appreciate where you're at like I hated I like hate when I just did um like 18 dates of a tour with peekaboo and like that was super Wait, fucking on a bus? amazing no not okay, on a bus not on a bus no but like I was flying to all these new places and like don't get me wrong like Urbana Illinois probably mm-hmm. isn't the most exciting but like I like to try and like see some things with where I'm at. And sometimes it's boring. Like you're like tired and like you have to catch up life. And like, you know, like obviously the set is like your job, you know, like it is your work. So it's like, that's your priority. But we get like, we're given these opportunities when we're able to go places. And it's like to take advantage of them is like important. And I was talking to a VJ um, the other day and she was just like, you know, you have this huge list of things that you want to do as like an artist or as whatever a creator and like you cross them off, but like you don't realize, like you don't take a step back to like appreciate them. Like as you're crossing them off, you're just thinking about the next thing. You're just oh, thinking about I the next thing. So and you're like, you're like, oh my God, like I've worked for this for, yeah, I don't know how many years, but I'm concerned about that next thing. And it's like finding that middle line of like stepping back and saying. Being able to appreciate yeah. like what's actually right there in front of you. Yes. It's it's really hard though when you are like when you're touring. Because mm-hmm. I, for me, like before I even got into music, like I was big into traveling and just like 
going backpacking places and going and just like seeing everything. Canada's beautiful. Canada's so it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And it's it's hard though when you are touring because like obviously you got so much on your plate already. Like if it's mm-hmm. not just the tour, like you might have a remix or like deadlines for music, things like that. You might have a release like and you're also flying, like you got to get rest. Yes. And like I tend this last week <laughs> I learned. I learned the hard way. Tell me. Tell I me. learned the hard way. I <laughs> during the week, you know, I got hit up to do some studio sessions, and I was just like, I really want to do these sessions. I really want to work with these people. So I was like, I'm gonna make it work. I know I'm. I want to work on a set. I want to like work on all these different things. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? I can fit a couple of studio sessions in, and I do the sessions, and I'm like, I really want to get these songs done. Like I don't want to just like. Yeah. let this sit for a week I'm I want to send these songs off like right away so me being me I'm up till like 6 a.m working on the songs like two nights in a row so I like sleep maybe three hours and I did that for like four nights of the week before I start like oh, going man. like before I go oh, on the road for the man. tour yeah and yeah that was like I, a slap in the face <laughs> I slept three hours each night and I was like well when I'm on tour like I'll be able I'll to sleep. just like sleep more yeah yeah and then the shows go so late and then your flight is at like 8 a.m. So you got to be at the airport for like 7 a.m. Home at 4, up at so 6. So I slept like three hours each night. And then the like last night coming back to L.A., one hour. One hour. And that was like the worst. Like in the moment, I was like, it's going to be fine. I just need to get myself to the airport. But I was like, I got up and I'm trying to get myself in this Uber and I'm just like, and, you know, I don't have a tour manager with me either. So I'm just, like, going alone. I'm like, I just need to get myself on this flight so I can pass out. But at that point, like, I was just, like, so out of it and so tired that I was, like, nothing even makes sense anymore. I was like, I just need to sleep. And I got back. And for, like, three days, I was, like, just trying to get myself, like, feeling healthy again. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is me, like, being, like, a, like, I eat healthy. I'm, no, you're, you're, as, you're about as healthy as it gets, <laughs> like, for, especially for, like, electronic we have some pretty some pretty unconventional living uh habits of yeah. a lot of people so it's like you are very much so like do kind of the same I shit try. as me but like you burn out it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how healthy you are it doesn't matter how much you eat it doesn't matter like if you're not getting the amount of sleep that like your body requires and it's like yeah. yes it, it is, is a real but, thing but it's like yes it is like it's like you have to ask yourself the question like was that worth it? You like, was it worth the three days that you lost? But it's like for the songs, yeah, it probably was. You know what I'm saying? It's tough though, because it's it's like, was was it really worth it? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, did I need to do those things? I'm like, maybe not, but it's because I wanted to. And that's that's the thing I'm realizing is like I just really it's all like choice. to do. Yeah, I know. I just really like to do everything. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I gotta reevaluate and just like do less. I've just like I've been saying no to like everything this week as much as like I want to do everything and like make all these songs and like work with all these people. I'm like, I, I want to do it, but like, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I just turn everything down. I've been, been just focusing on like the two songs that I really want to make. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's, it's been really nice. It's been really nice. Yes. I've been sleeping. So yeah. And, and it's like being creative does have to do with your mentality and like mm-hmm. how clear your mind is and like where your intentions are because it is you being creative and it's like 
there are such things as writer's block. There are such things as like, I've gotten to sit down before and I'm either working on a deadline or working on whatever. And your head just goes, oh my God, I have so many things to do. I have this to do, I have that to do, I have this to do. And it's like so congested that you can't like work proficiently or like write as good as you like know you can write. Yeah. And so like doing, but like our job, like we're the boss. So it's like, it, it is also, you it know. It is choice too. Hey, I'm doing what I need to do and makes me happy. But you also are conscientious of the things that you know are like essential for pushing your career forward. And it's, and you know, you know, it's just, it's, it's all a balance, but it's so much from learning from your mistakes and learning from other people who are like, you know, not necessarily like mentoring you, but like people you looked up to, like, like you and Caroline whipped cream for everybody listening, um, is from the same, same, same area. Yeah, Vancouver. Okay, okay, okay. And she kind of has helped you a little bit mentally kind of prepare you for this because she kind of she's been a really big like she's been a really big sweetheart like during during COVID like because we do live pretty close in the same area like the Vancouver area but she's just a really like great person talented producer and like that's awesome very artistic person very art like when I think of an artist I think of her like I really think of her because when you see her like just the way that she is like the way that she makes music is like you just see that girl and you're like okay yeah like artist yeah I just think yeah (laughs) and she's someone who like again like does not put herself in a box she's like I'm gonna make some dubstep and then I'm gonna go like release rap albums (laughs) yeah yeah and and it's and it's really cool and I think we're like coming up on this new like age where a lot of people have done it and it takes Mm -hmm. longer to become established as like a multi-genre artist but I see more and more people doing it. Like, like being like, oh, this yeah, release like really is here. This here. Yes. Yeah. Which is like super sick. And she, she is one of the first people that I was like, yeah, it's totally possible. Like, it's totally possible. I, stand. I do stand. I, I do. I do <laughs> I stand. Do um, so your collab with Dr. Fresh is coming out tomorrow. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> that was like so fast. My Lord. I saw. coming out. Yeah. Like I saw you guys performing it on, on Twitter where everything you posted from the weekend. I was like, that's so dope. We, okay. So we're both on the Confession versus Night Base tour. Mm-hmm. And on night one in Denver, he's like, let's perform it during my set. So, you know, I'm like, let's freaking do it. Let's freaking do let's it. Go, like during Dr. Fresh's set. He, like, calls me up, and we, like, do the whole thing kind of live. I get on the vocals because my – I did the vocals on the record. Yeah. So, like, I get on the mic. I'm, like, up front doing the damn thing. It was just, like – it was so much fun, and it's something I've always wanted to do, like, doing more vocals, mm-hmm. um, like, rapping. You've always shows. put I'm your like, vocals in your stuff and on a lot of your Yeah, I, it's funny because I even did it in the early days, but I wasn't really, like, thinking mm-hmm. about it that way, and I just – I feel like it was really just, like – accepting mm-hmm. who I am and what I want to do so now yeah. I've just been really like doing it more embracing it more and like when I produce something like I put my vocals on it like right away that's your like sound like that's your tag that's like this like like beats by Dre tag yeah, like that's yeah. like your tag and that's why I think it's so cool because there's a lot of women who are starting to use their their voice more and it's like that's like super powerful because there's not a lot of no people no one else has your voice there you go no one else has your voice but I still like I do love working with like vocalists. I do love working with like vocalists and rappers. So like that's still something I'm gonna do. But Mm -hmm. like I also just like love being able to like get on the freaking mic and like hype everyone up at a show. Like 
The I energy love, is insane. I love the energy. It's so fun. And with the confession versus night based tour, like this is a tour that like is on a whole nother level. When you got like the the offer or whatever, it was like, hey, you're on. Were you like, holy fucking shit? I was like really, really, really freaking excited because mm-hmm. Confession and Night Base are the two labels that really like got me into producing and got me into like historic music. been around forever I yeah because they're yeah. they're the people that have like that do it just so well like the music they put out like Chami and AC Slater are truly just like such good tastemakers where like yes. they have brought yes. on so many of like my favorite artists the people that I look up to like mm-hmm. I remember like back in the day when I was starting to DJ like they were putting out like wax motif like the first songs that like really like yeah, wax motif like make it rain making it rain or bijou like all those artists that i really look up to so i'm like let's go you're like let's go yeah <laughs> no absolutely and it's just like huge barrooms and huge just bills it's it's very exciting when you see like from front to back like set times of just like all killers like all just like phenomenal artists and then blossoms on that with you too yes. right and Dr. Fresh is on too. There's so Blossom, many people. Blossom, Kaposi, Bijou, Taiki New Light. A lot of a lot of like really dope. Such a such talent. a good lineup. I, I'm literally just like I was just like shit. thinking about it during the weekend while I was at the show. Like if I saw that lineup, like if when I was just when I was just a fan of the labels, I would be freaking out. I'd be like, I need to leave Canada to come see one of these shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like now you're on it, and it's like. It's got to be kind of surreal, but also, like, I've worked my butt off. Like, I'll take it. Like, I'm here. I mean, it's, like, I have definitely worked my butt off, but I'm just, like, it's the most surreal feeling ever because just being up there and being part of something that's, like, so much bigger than you. Like, it's not just about your set or, like, what you're playing. It's about this whole experience, this whole, like, community that Mm -hmm. these labels have built and these people that are, like, that love it so much. That it really feels like it. a family. It's it's literally a family. And it's like you're taking two different families that are like mm-hmm. under the same umbrella and you're like bringing them together. And, and it's like, like so two like families like coming together being like, hey, let's have like a picnic right now. Like let's, let's have a picnic in the club. <laughs> I'll bring the, the sandwiches club. and that'll be like about it. No, that's it's so dope. And you have a few more dates left on that one. And then you're yes. joining Arm & Hammer. Yeah, that starts tomorrow. That's exciting. That's that a very multi-genre yeah. first lineup, which should be pretty I'm really fucking excited. Yeah. I'm really excited for that because I'm like, it's it's not just house music. So I'm like, no. I'm gonna like play around with it. You know, we're gonna have fun. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah, it goes from like top picks and IDs to like now mm-hmm. you could really play all across the board. Yeah, you could you could totally go. Okay, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. I know it's gonna be a lot of like it's gonna be a lot of fun. There's a lot of like dope people on that tour as well. Yeah, and I can't see. This is the thing I can't believe. Tomorrow, <laughs> a lot's happening tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Okay, new music, tour, everything. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! I'm excited. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Everybody's gotta keep the eye out for tomorrow. Oh, I'm excited now. Oh man. We'll talk about it off camera. Um, um, So before we go, I must ask, how did you get Nostalgics? How did you come up with the name Nostalgics? This is when I was still in university. Before I even got my first mixer, I was sitting in my dorm room in college and I was just like writing a paper 
And all of a sudden I'm sitting there and the name, like the, the word nostalgia comes to my head. And I just, I stop doing everything. And I just like grab a piece of paper and I just like start writing it down. I start like making kind of like doodles and I come up with the word nostalgics. Different spelling. Yeah. And it, it just stuck. It literally stuck. This is, I think maybe five years ago, 2017. I don't even know what year it is. That's crazy. Was that like, you said you've been like making music kind of like fucking around since you've been like 16, right? So when you were like in that moment thinking of it, 18, okay, 18. When you were in that moment thinking of it, were you thinking about, okay, this is going to be my artist name or you were like, oh, this is just really dope. Like, did you just not? I was going to go get like a mixer off of Craigslist the next week just for fun. Yeah. And that the name comes to me and I was like, oh, that'd be like really sick. You know, like that'll be like my thing. But I was not planning on doing like being an artist, making music. I was that wasn't like what I had in my mind. I just Mm -hmm. really liked it and I was really interested by it. And I really liked electronic music. Yeah. And I just really wanted to go like learn about it. And I kept telling myself, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do one show, one show only. And then I'm good. I just want to know what it's like. And I just want to learn. Yeah. I was wrong. I was very nice. There we go. No. The energy that you feel, (laughs) like, when you get on stage is just insane. It's It's insane. And it's, and it's like, there's this, there's so many more pros to cons, but it's like such a weird dynamic when you just play this like massive crowd, like this massive building, massive venue, massive festival. And then you're like chilling in your hotel room and you're like holy shit this is weird you're like oh shit like this is really cool this This is is something people don't talk about enough it's really it's really crazy because you have like as as a artist it literally feels like you're on a high i'm like literally like i'm like i'm like railed right now like i'm from like the highest of highs though from like being in like a room surrounded by people having the most most fun most fun and then you're just alone Ordering like tacos on Uber Eats. I know. <laughs> like, when's my Uber Eats gonna get here? It's fucking crazy. And then you're always afraid you're gonna miss your flight. You're always afraid like other little <laughs> things. Yeah, but it's that's crazy. I know. I, I always like to. I always like to ask that because everybody has like some people are just like yeah like it's dope, and then other people have like this huge drawn out story. And I, mine was very much so like yours. Like okay, like this is cool. Like middle name. Here we what go. What is your story? So my story. My first name is Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, everybody calls me Lizzie. Like Liz, Lizzie. Definitely keep that. I like obviously started in bass music, but I wanted a name that wasn't like, wow, that's scary. Like, yeah. wow, that's scary. like, that's gonna like, like excision, wow, like yeah. Megalodon, like Virtual Riot. Like, I'm like, okay, I don't want to like take people and like, like be like, oh, this is gonna be like some fucking crazy moss shits at my yeah. set. Like, I wanted it to be like more of like an across the board name. And then Jane was something that kind of like Mary Jane, kind of like Lizzie Jane, kind of very easy off the tongue. I was like, all right, does anybody have that? And I looked up, like, nah. I was like, this is kind of like that too. And then, like, especially now, like, I love talking, but like, I'm kind of still a little bit of an introvert. Like, Mm -hmm. I like being at home, I like being on body. I never thought I would have a podcast. And it's like, I want to keep building concepts underneath this name as well as like my EP coming out in March is like very not heavy bass music. Not, not how be ready for the yeah, EP. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's going to be fire. And I was just like, this is something very much so kind of like Alice in Wonderland. Kind of yeah. like, hey, I can do like a lot of things with this name. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. It's like, nobody's yeah, got it. I'll, I'll take, take it. it. I was like, I'll take it. We're I good. think it's fire. And I love what you're doing with the podcast and everything. Appreciate like, it. It falls I, under the umbrella. It's like this the, little, like, the world and, of Lizzie Jane. And I just, yeah, exactly. Um, My beautiful, lovely world that's ever growing, ever t- twisting and turning. But it's like, I just wanted people to be able to hear from artists, like, transparently. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it is kind of like an, an interview, but it's like, it's different than if you were to sit down with, like, your EDM. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. a di- it's different. And, I wa- and, like, the majority of people who listen, like, are fans of yours, fans of the artists. So, like, they want to know about you. And then I also have so many people who want to do this. There's, you know, kisses <laughs> to the fans. Kisses, kisses to, to the guys. Jicks fans. <laughs> uh, so much love. I love, no, I like love the energy. And that's why I was like, I'm out here. I got to do it with you. And, Thanks and for having me on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's, it's just now people can give a little bit of an insight to your life. And uh, now thing. I'm fucking excited for tomorrow. <laughs> uh, off camera talks, off camera talks. Everyone. You just had a new song come out on the Night Bass Verse Confession compilation. I did Snitches. Yes. And you put out a dope fucking video for that too. That was really, that was sick. I was like, all right, I fucked Thank you. We filmed that with a little like old VHS camera. I literally was watching that and I was like, this looks old. Like this look, that's so dope. I know. I I was on a mission for like a month. I was like looking for the right camera with like the tapes because I'm like, I want this to be filmed exactly like this. <laughs> yeah. And no. Did it. And he did it. And he did it. And it looks like this vintage, like killer grunge kind of vibe. Um, and then new track dropping with your feature on Dr. Fresh's single tomorrow, which is exciting too. Where is that independent? Is that dropping on a label? That's on House Call Records. Okay, great. Awesome. So, fire. Be ready, fire. y'all. And more announcements. Dude, you're fucking killing it. You're ready. You're <laughs> ready. The world is not ready for nostalgia. We're doing a lot this year. I There's just a lot I'm excited about and like just, yeah, really exciting things coming. Things yes. I've like really put all of my time and effort into and like. That's amazing. That's what I'm going to continue to do. So. What you work for the years before this moment for, you know? Mm-hmm. It's crazy because everything like, I feel like everything in my life leading up to now has just been to prepare me for what's coming. Yes. And, and, and the stuff you do now will unlock a new level that you I never know, thought was obtainable. And you go, life. okay, well, this was preparing me for this. But uh, life, life. That's that's <laughs> life. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I wish, baby, this is in the view. How cute. So, <laughs> so Nostalgics adopted a kitty named him Nathaniel. He's a little foster kitty. So cute. I can't. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm going to put all your links below, all your announcements below. Hug. Keep on killing the world. <laughs> hug, hug, hug. I love you. Thank you so much Thank for coming on. All right, guys. Peace out. Mwah. Bye. Bye.